Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, Episode 6. Today we're talking about Kami of the Crescent Moon, or as we like to call it, deck that is impossible to goldfish. Dot deck. Hit our theme song. Hey, Ryan. So we're uh, out of the closet and back in the saddle. How are you feeling? We are out of the closet and back in the saddle. Yes. Yeah. So that um, was a Brokeback Mountain joke. A good view. Speaking of mountain, there are none in our view, but we are looking into the beautiful South Saskatchewan River Valley. It's cloudy and foggy, but we are here. It's better than being in the closet. Certainly. Be true to you, Ryan. Yep. Yep. So today we're talking about uh, Call Me the Crescent Moon, but before that, do we have any housekeeping we got to take care of? Yeah, a couple couple housekeepers, I guess. Um, The first one, of course, is our obligatory shout out to CommanderSociety.com. They got good stuff. Yeah, they take good care of us. Yep. And speaking of them, they're hosting another podcast called Snow Covered Lands, and uh, they gave us a shout out on Twitter at CCO Podcast. Yep, they said great. that uh, we had good chemistry. Aw. Uh, yep. Uh, in or out of the closet, we have yep. good chemistry. Yeah, we get along very well, yeah. Um, the other thing, Commander Society, um, they are putting us up on YouTube. Really? Yep. Um, I think just pictures no video so you can't see us good well, thing because we don't record us so how would they see uh, yeah, us yeah you that, definitely have a face for radio yeah <laughs> yeah i do i got a big nose and... uh voice for radio too oh, you thanks. get compliments all the time i guess yeah. right yeah um so we're gonna be on youtube you can check us out there through i guess commander society's uh youtube channel you could probably subscribe to them there yep Pretty good. I'm sure they'd appreciate they it. Good stuff. Good Amaket spoilers. We didn't talk about any last week. No, and we didn't. By the time this show airs, uh, probably too late. Amaket looks good. There's probably some good yeah. cards in there that I'm interested in playing. Me as well. I'm more interested in the flavor than the actual cards for the most part because I love that ancient Egypt stuff. Oh, it's yeah. Like my favorite good. stuff. There's good. pyramids everywhere and there's like zombie cats. I'm super yeah. pumped. Or regular cats. Yeah, there's regular cats also. Yep. Cat tribal might make a comeback. Yep. There's that one guy that uh, when he comes into the battlefield, your opponents lose two life. He's like in the Planeswalker dual decks or whatever. Right. I'm interested in that guy because he's a zombie. And I think that he goes in Belth or the Defiled somewhere. Well, we could find room for him. That's another yeah. thing that we could talk about on the show sometime. Yeah, I definitely have We haven't have got that, to Belthor uh, yet. So. No, uh, but I have him up on our, our Tapped Out page. Right. CCO podcast on tapedout.net. You can certainly look at that deck there and shoot me a comment or two because I'm, I don't know if it's a combo deck or a zombie tribal deck or if it's trying to be both. Mm-hmm. That guy, I think, whatever his name is, he's like a zombie jackal something. You lose two lives, eat it. Yeah, it looks yeah. good. Looks, yeah, looks like I, I like that guy, yeah. Yep. So uh, commandercookout at gmail.com if you want to shoot us something that's longer than just 140-some characters on Twitter. or 140-some uh, characters on Twitter. Yeah, that's right. And at the end of the episode, I think we are going to have a winner for the retweet contest. Hooray. So sometime I have to discreetly throughout the show find our uh, Twitter winner from our retweet. Uh, so if you hear me being silent for any long periods of time, um, nah, that's probably why. Because I forgot to do it before we started. <laughs> Damn it. You are the worst, <clears throat> Ryan. Yeah, terrible. You are terrible. Terrible. So who are we talking about today? Today we are talking about Kami of the Crescent Moon or, or Kami of the Butt Crack. Kami of the Butt Crack. And um, of course you would know well, what we're talking about as soon as you look at his picture. I'm going to pull it up here. Kami yeah. of the Butt Crack. Big fat dude. Yeah. Look at the no smile on, his, on. <laughs> Look at the smile on his face. He knows. He's naked and free. Yeah, he knows. Yep. So we'll yeah. give him a read here. He is... 
Kami of the Crescent Moon is a legendary creature spirit from one of the Kama garbage sets. At the beginning of each player's upkeep, no, sorry, at the beginning of each player's draw step, that player draws a card. It's a Howling Mine. And he's a 1-1. One, 1-3. One. One, three. One, three. Yep. Yep. And I guess we're talking about him today because we aren't just playing, uh, what did I write down? I, it was kind of funny. I think I, not just draw dot deck or yep. mill your opponent dot deck. <laughs> no, because both of those things are boring. Yeah. We've done those things before. You don't play Lab Maniac in them? Nope. You don't play like Infinite Mana, nope. Blue Sun Zenith, Lab Maniac? Nope. Um, you don't play Prosperity? Everybody draws out except nope. for you? You don't play um, Stroke of Genius? Nope. Draw your whole deck? Nope. Mm. Well, what do you play? I play whatever you're playing is mm. what I play. Mm. What I've done is I've created a deck. I have constructed a deck mm-hmm. that does nothing on its own. Mm. There's a couple of, ex- of exceptions, but for the most part, all this deck does is clone and steal what my opponents do. Scratching my head. Yep. Uh, so that sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it does nothing. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything, but my favorite example of this of all time is I was playing against a big beatdown aggro deck and a mill deck, Ooh. and I milled the mill deck, Ooh. and I beat down the beatdown deck, Ooh. and it, it was it was beautiful. It's it, it's one of those decks that I think really encapsulates what I love about EDH, which which is like the variance and the fun and just mm. like the how nothing is ever the same. And this deck, since it doesn't actually do anything because it's so amorphous, it does everything at the mm. same time. Where as long as you're playing against people who are playing fun decks, you are playing a fun deck. If you're playing against somebody who's super grindy and kind of a douchebag, you can stop them from doing that and be a way bigger douchebag at the same time. You could essentially do what they're doing. Exactly. It's the same deck. Exactly. Um, you know, with the limits, but You could copy smokestacks and... Yeah. Smokestacks, the smokestacks player. I could, I could steal their smokestacks copy it twice, and make them regret every decision they've ever made. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it feels good. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I guess steal and control. Enchantments, draw spells, counter magic. That's kind of what's all in the deck, right? There's actually not a lot of counter magic, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And you know why there's not a lot of counter magic? Because mm. then you can't steal stuff? Exactly. Mm. Yeah. If, unless the unless the counter spell is counter spell, like literally counter spell, or it mm-hmm. acquires me... Something, um, I don't play it for the most part. Like it has to, like a, it has to benefit me beyond just countering a spell. Yeah. I know what that sounds like. like uh, what's the one? Desertion. Ooh, let's read desertion. Yeah, kind of an expensive counter spell. Blue, blue, three instant counter target spell. If an artifact or creature spell is countered this way, put that card onto the battlefield under your control. Ooh, perfect. It's pretty good. It's very good. Ooh. Did you hear that? Yeah, somebody coughing in the next room. Outside. Yep. Like. On the, like <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. Uh, let's look at, how about, let's look at another one. Mm, does Arcane Denial do what we want it to do? Arcane Denial just draws you a card. Oh, yeah. It, it just draws, draws you, you a card, too. That's right. But we'll get yeah. into that in a bit, too. Oh, yeah. Let's get into that in a um, bit. Let's let's talk about um, let's talk about the creatures real quick, because they're kind of like the, the, the top line on our notes here. So you got 21 of them. Yep. Um. I'm going to call them clones. 
Yeah. Because Clone is the easiest example. And I think everybody knows what Clone is, but just for good measure, he's a 0-0 shapeshifter for four. Yep. Blue and three. You may have Clone enter the battlefield as a copy of any creature on the battlefield. Yep. Ooh. That's pretty good. Right? And so it's the best thing that anybody plays. Yeah, that doesn't have Shroud. No, it gets around Shroud because it doesn't target. That's right. Very important That's to know. right. Clones don't target. It doesn't target. That's so right. It always gets the best thing. Also important to note um, that if you want to counter a clone, this is just a little bit of a techie thing so people can understand how these work, but if you wanted to counter a clone, you counter it when they cast it, yep. not when it enters the battlefield, not not when they've chosen, like you cast a clone on my Terastodon, yep. right? I choose to counter it or not, right? If you're having it, if you're picking Terastodon, I've already missed my chance to counter it. Correct. Right? Because it's already resolved and entering the battlefield by the time it um, is, I guess. So if you're playing in a control-heavy game, make sure that you don't announce who you're yeah. targeting. Because political points and it's within your yeah. you cast clone uh, rights as a player. And everybody has a chance to respond before you pick what it's entering the battle as. Exactly. Entering the battlefield as. they can ev- You can even uh, deal on it. I'll counter that if you don't, Ooh, yeah, unless like you count, on it. unless right. you pick this or do this or don't yeah, do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gives you some political sway. Yeah, yeah. And or then you say, if, okay, if I won't you're the one casting clone, you could you could political that up too because you could set your clone on the middle of the table there and say, hmm, I suppose there's a bunch of things I could ca- copy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe one is a Terastodon and maybe the Terastodon dude is like, oh, I don't care if you copy Terastodon, but... Like, let's talk about it. I'll counter your stuff unless you terast it on and kill somebody else's stuff. Don't yeah. kill my trust. I don't kill something else. Yeah, I won't do counter s- it. Right? Well, yeah, do something that'll not, you know, that'll directly benefit yeah. them. You know, it's, it's a political thing. It's yep. fun. Yep. And I guess of your 21 creatures, there are just a bunch that are different iterations of that. When we look at... Uh, yeah, there's a handful of exceptions, which I'm working on. But Yeah, let's look at another one. Clever Impersonator. Blue, blue, two. You may have it enter the battlefield as a copy of any non-land permanent on the battlefield. Even better than clone. Better than clone, as long as you got the blues, right? Yep. Which obviously you do, mono blue deck. Uh, yep, that's right. Stunt double. It's the same as clone, except it's got flash. Yep. Ooh, also imp clone. Good. Yeah. Improved clone. Yeah. They improve clone lots, and yep. you can play them every time in this yep. deck. I'm looking at, let's call him body double. Shapeshifter yep. for five. Enter the battlefield as a copy of any creature in the graveyard. Yep. So you want to cast you okay? So you want to cast your whatever whatever counterspell, body double it next turn. Yep. So even if you do counter it, it gets destroyed. It blocks, dies, whatever. You can still steal what it is. Yep. Right. That's very good. You can play their strategy even if they can't. Exactly. Right. They're hose and you are not. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. So I guess uh, there are some exceptions when we look at things like um, ooh, braids, plays- braids, conjurer, adept. Yep. Right. She gives you an extra artifact creature or land card from your hand into play at the beginning of your upkeep. People, and that Everybody's works, upkeep everybody gets right? that. Yeah. It's one of those group hug yep. cards. And that's kind of a, a group hug type theme if we move past the creatures and we look at something like, we talked about it last week, Howling Mine. Yep. At the beginning of each player's draw step, if Howling Mine is untapped, that player draws an additional card. Yep. And Font of Mythos, basically Font the same of Mythos, thing. Font of Mythos, same two thing, of except you... Draw, draw. Yeah, horn agreed, play a land, draw, draw card. card. That's right. And um, Temple Bell, yeah. same thing. Tap, each player draws a card. Yep. 
There are some lands that do that. Why aren't we? Why aren't you playing those? Because I don't have them. Ah. Yep. They don't exist pleb. in my collection. I know. Pleb. I know. I had a Mikukoru for a while, but I feel like I might have traded it I, possibly to I you. I feel like it's expensive too, isn't it? Yeah. They're not cheap. Well, they're more than I want to pay to. Like, I like the drawn cards thing, but yep. not enough to pay that kind yeah, of Yeah, it's like for 14 bucks. That's quite a bit. Yeah. That's and American 14 bucks. That's too. an American 14 bucks, not a. Yeah, so that's like, what, 37 Canadian? Uh, 90. Yeah. With, <laughs> with shipping, it's like an even yeah. 102. It's yeah. ridiculous. At least we're not in the UK. I heard that. Uh, the other one is Gaia Reach Sanitarium. Two, each player dic- draws a card, then discards a card. Kind of like Mikokoro, except you discard after you draw. You loot instead of draw? Yeah. Also not bad, but. Not bad. Just, nah. On budget. Right? It's less than a buck. Yep. So like 15 Canadian. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, those could go in. Those are just subtle tips of the hat because uh, when we're looking at land count, 38 and there's 33 islands. So we're going to yeah. talk about that a little bit later when we're talking about cuts and and, yeah, cuts uh, and, changes. and other, other things that we can yeah. do to adjust the deck. Because there are some things I want to do to this to make it a little bit more themey and to just get rid of some clunky cards. Mm, clunky, I think, is the name of the game here. Yeah. Because when we look at, uh, I guess, we were talking before the show how well the deck scales. Yep. Scales up very nicely yep. in that, um, you know, the, the six, seven, eight, nine drop slots for your opponents are playing their biggest, most powerful things, and you can take advantage, counter, steal, copy, whatever. Yep. Um, if you if your opponent scales down, we were talking about um, Karlov or some kind of Voltron deck. Yeah, even a Goblin deck even or something. Even a some Goblin deck, Elves, yeah. maybe Elf Ball, maybe. You're not getting a whole lot of countering, or sorry, uh, copying or stealing those small cards. Yeah, you don't benefit very much. So you kind of need somebody who at some point is going to start swinging for the fences with yeah, bombs. Yeah, and I guess the other way is if your curve starts at four, for example. Yeah, that's when you start kind of and cloning, playing, most of them, cloning and stealing stuff. Last week, Hope of Gearpour, I can swing for 12 on turn three. Yep. You can't cast a clone yet, or you can't cast a, um, a control magic yet. Right. Because you need four mana, yep. right? Um so we, we can get into that a little bit later. We'll tell you a little bit more about the deck first. So we got those seven artifacts that help us draw. And um, I guess there's a, a sculpting steel in there, which is a clone artifact. Yeah, an artifact right? for, yep. for clone and stuff. Um, and enchantments. The enchantments are kind of... Some of them are kitschy. They're on point with the rest of the deck, though. We mentioned control magic. Yep. You control enchanted creature, right? Yep. Copy artifact. Put a copy of an artifact okay. into play. Uh, copy enchantment. <laughs> Put a copy of an enchantment <laughs> into play. Um, corrupted conscience. Ooh, now this is a card. That's a good card. Let's, is... let's come back to it in, in in ten seconds when we're talking about um, mind control. Okay, so mind control is a less good copy of control, control magic. magic. So control magic is blue blue two. You gain control of enchanted creature. Right. Mind control blue blue three. You gain control blue of enchanted enchant- creature. Strictly worse. Yep. If we're looking at Corrupted Conscience, yeah. blue, blue, three, just like Mind Control, you gain control of Enchanted Creature. Just like Mind Control. Enchanted Creature has Infect. Awesome. Oh, yes. <laughs> now we're talking. That is spicy. That is Maybe it's not spicy. It's, it's legit. It's spicy. It's good. Yeah, I love it because yeah. you can steal one of those swing for the fences type cards unexpectedly out of the blue and poof. Out of the blue. Oh, oh there it is. Let's see what you did. So, um, we're talking about these artifacts, draw extra cards. Is it a group hug deck? Is it a control deck? Is it a steel deck? I think more than anything, it's a value deck. 
Like mm-hmm. it's a, it's almost like a tempo deck. Sort of, like, yeah. Um, I guess every time you cast, let's say we go back to control magic, it's like a two for one, right? Yep. Because you're casting a, your one card, you're killing or stealing your opponent's card. So that's your one for one. Right. But then you also get that card. So there's your two for one, mm-hmm. right? Now, it's even more value town, strip, trip straight to value town. <laughs> like uh, what does uh, Guy Fieri say on Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives? He says... Uh, don't you watch the cooking channel? No, I don't have I don't have TV. Oh. I'm a Luddite. Uh, is that like a plebeian? Sort of. Is that above or below a plebeian? Totally above. <laughs> a pleb is the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> so, straight to flavor town, except <laughs> this is spicy town. Yes. <laughs> or value town. Value town. Straight to value town. If you're if you're bashing in with that creature that you mind controlled, that you two for one, and you get some legit damage out of it, or yeah. you kill somebody with your Corrupted Conscience dude and somebody else kills your guy with Corrupted Conscience after you've already killed somebody, that's a three for one because somebody else spent a card eliminating it. You spent one card to do all that. Mm-hmm. Value Town. It's great. It's yes. super fun. Yes. So when we talk about when we talk about the deck um, being slow or clunky or not scaling down, it almost makes up for it in the top end because it's literally the best thing on the table at any one time. Every card in your hand is always the best thing on the table. Every time. Yeah, and if it's not, if you can't do something, you do have backup, and anything that you do do is like a two-for-one. Yep. I guess anything that you do that isn't a counterspell right. is like a two-for-one. And, and even most of the counterspells are... Counter-draw card, counter-steal it, yeah, or whatever. Are kind of two-for-ones. Counter it, put a thing from your yard back yep. into your deck. Like there's yep. lots of stuff like that. So let's, I guess we can move into that if we're talking about the enchantments. It's pretty obvious what the enchantments are trying to do. Steal and copy, right? Yep. Um, then we move in, we talked about arcane denial, counter thing, draw a card. Yep. We talk about um, counter spell. I mean, it just costs two. Counter target spell, it's good. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you can you, body double whatever you countered back. Yeah, you can't do mono blue and not have counter spell. You just, it's yep. bad. It's bad form. Yeah. I'm looking at a little ditty called gather specimens. Oh, oh I is... like this guy, yeah. So blue, 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 three, instant. High end. Yeah. If a creature, and it's an instant. Yeah. Okay, so if a creature would come into play under an opponent's control this turn, it comes into play under your control instead. So essentially it is uh, desertion number two. Yeah. Right? Except, except it gets way more stuff. It's a little bit more streamlined because it has to respond to creatures coming into play, whereas Desertion, you can counter anything. But you can get more stuff with this one. Uh, a little while ago, I used it on a Stormherd. Oh! Somebody Stormherded for like 80. And I was like, I love Stormherding for 80. It's my favorite thing. Stormherd is you get a 1-1 one, one flying Pegasus token for, for your each life total. life total. That's right. Yep. Oh, man, I didn't even think of somebody. I was thinking that somebody cast something with Flash and then something else, or vice versa, and you like... Oh, no, you're thinking small. Like, or, this is when somebody cracks a snake basket for 100, or somebody... <laughs> like, this is... That's when this is coming. Somebody's Gave guru of sporzing. They're going, oh, we're making a million guys. We're making a million guys. Ha, here it is, my million guys. Thanks. Gather specimens. So good. Oh, man. Um, I'm thinking, does it work with Eldrazi Titans? Because you're not countering them, so they're cast when... It, you cast it, and then... Yeah. You would get the creature, but your opponent would still control their ability from casting it. But you would get the guy. Mm. Like you would so, de- like, if your opponent casted... 
an Ulamog. Yep. Um, Anything that's uncounterable. Can get you, something still. Yeah. And, and it can't even be the Ulamog that you just stole because Ulamog is indestructible. Exactly. So as long as they don't kill anything of yours, you could say it's another two for it one. It could be another two for Three one. Three for yeah. one if you, it's Nulamog and they don't kill two of your things. Yeah. And even if they do, you swing back and kill more of Yeah, exactly. Then you just annihilate them. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's I like that card. I didn't even think about it the way that you were thinking about it. Yeah. Very good. And uh, I guess Reigns of Power is kind of the same. It's kind of like the uh, blue... Uh, what's the card? Uh, the It's a red card. Yeah, you steal everything. Insurrection. Insurrection. It's the blue Insurrection. Yeah. yeah. That. Uh, oh, no, there's my wife. She just pulled up. We see her. <laughs> she's going to do her makeup in the Jeep. Uh-huh. We're playing D&D, right? So she's yes, got to look are. all good and stuff, I guess. It's a thing. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yep. 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 Just a quick aside, and... I didn't want to tell you now, okay. but before when we were driving here and I had to use the phone, right? my dad, without mine and my wife's permission, posted that me and Rebecca are having a baby. What? Yeah. Are you kidding me? No. Holy crap. I know. Congratulations. I know. That's awesome. I know. I'm getting all choked up. Oh, that's tremendous. I'm so happy for you guys. Nope. That's awesome. So, yeah, you that's... should see the look on Ryan's face. He's so proud. Ugh, no, it was unexpected, not accidental, because you kind of know what you're getting into yeah, when you're yeah. doing the baby making stuff. Of course, but, but uh, good for you guys. That's super great. Yeah. Anyways, back but to back to call me the butt crack. Here. Back to the show. Speaking of butt cracks. Yeah. yeah speaking of butt cracks, <laughs> I don't think that's how <laughs> no, it works. Two more of them are going to come out. It's going to be fine. Yep. Um, we were talking about how to play it, stealing yep. and stuff. Da 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 da. Um, not just draw your deck. Steal best things. Uh, control instead of wrathing. Uh, use stealing as crowd control. Yep. We talked about being political. Yep. Um, if you're stealing things, okay, so Buddy plays Terastodon and you steal it and then don't attack. Use it as a blocker because you're playing yep. a control deck. You're, Correct. You're, it's, you're, you're waiting for the opportune time to steal and attack. Right? Correct. And you are playing things that are, there's a lot of group huggy stuff in here. I'm going to get into this because I want to get into this. Um, why do I play so much group hug stuff, especially braids? Why am I letting my opponents draw five cards? That a turn? was one of the questions I had for you. Why am I doing that? To give them more stuff so you can steal better stuff. Exactly. That's gotta be it. That's exactly why. Nailed it. Oh, you ha- I have a braids. You guys can put all your best stuff into play. Because yeah. my thing Little is going because you know. <laughs> whatever I play is gonna make the best thing that you guys put down mine. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And that's and why I play it. Braids, we read her already, but she costs four. Yep. So, so just like a clone. Yeah, just like a clone yeah. or just like a, a copy whatever yep. or a steal whatever, you put her down first and you give everybody the opportunity to, to take advantage on turn four, let's put my Terastodon down or let's put my Worm Coil down, Yep. right? And yeah. then poof, yours. Yeah. And then I get my Worm Coil and then I get my other Worm Coil. It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> Or I get my Worm Coil worm and then I get your Worm Coil. Worm Coil is a particularly good example because yeah. it's a you can copy – Creature it, or you can copy artifact it, and then when it dies, you get more. Yeah. Trip to value town. Yeah, it's so good. That's it's, value yeah. village. <laughs> That's value city. Yes, I feel Whatever. like I feel like worm coil would probably actually be probably the best example of yeah. what you want to just take with the deck, and you can make more of them with the clones. Like yeah. you don't. It doesn't always have to be crowd control, but that's why there's so much group yeah. hug stuff. Is you need people to have things. So that you don't end up with like a bunch of like weenie stuff yep. and you got a bunch of dead cards in your hand. There's no artifacts to steal. There's no enchantments to take. There's no creatures that you want. There's 
you got to get people to have those things. And it can yeah. be risky, but it keeps people off of you because it's like, oh, I love drawing five cards a turn because yeah. this is so fun. And then the other thing too is if they're drawing additional cards, they're going to have more resources of their own to spend on their own stuff. Exactly. So again, you move from that two to one territory to the three to one territory, yep. getting them to kill their own stuff after you've beat in with it for a little bit. Exactly. And yeah, I guess worm coil is the best example of that yep. because they can beat in or they can kill it after you've beat in. And, you and then you still stuff. have everything that you want. Exactly. Just smaller versions of it. You right? still have death, touch, life link. There's yep. been a 12 point life swing. Yeah. They're out a creature. You're up a creature. You're down a card. They're down. A, it's it's yep. great. It's tremendous. Yep. So if we're if we're talking about the deck, I guess um, it's a control deck, but uh, you are attacking the 40 life resource. Yeah, with the exception of corrupted conscience. For that the we exception talked about. of corrupted conscience, and you could theoretically corrupted conscience something and then copy enchantment it. Yep. So you could have two corrupted consciences. Yep. Uh, and when it comes into play, you. Uh, Jack another thing. Jack yeah. another thing that, that gains infect. Yep. Very Sick. good. Yep. Okay. Um, oh, look at it. I even had a deck capitalized on Howling Mind Effects because it can steal more from whatever opponent draws. Exactly. I'm so smart. Yeah. Well, it's important that you have that, that stuff in there. Yeah. Right? Now, there's a couple of cards you wanted to talk about. Commandeer was one of them. Yes. Let's read Commandeer here. I'm going to bring it up. Uh, Commandeer. Oh, that is a novel. Yeah. Uh, blue, blue, five. For an instant, you may remove two blue cards in your hand from the game rather than pay Commandeer's mana cost. Okay, so if you do that, gain control of target non-creature spell. You may choose new targets for it. So it's a counter spell that you get. Like, it's not a yeah, counter spell, yeah, but you gain something that's sitting on the stack. Yeah, you steal a spell on the stack. Yeah. And theoretically, you have plenty of cards in your hand that are blue. Right. And you can grease two of them to... Steal yep. a spell. Exactly. Now, the reason I wanted to talk about this specifically is the last three times I've played this deck, I have drawn this card. And none of those times have I ever actually had opportunity to use it for any kind of value. Mm. Like, you can maybe save one of your stolen guys from a, a removal spell and remove a thing, but it costs you three cards to do that. And it's very rarely worth it because you can just body double the thing back or clone it again or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. And a lot of the other spells that you kind of want to take, the one exception being uh, Genesis Wave or something like that, don't really target. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. most of the stuff that you want, like you want to just either get it off the stack entirely because you don't want it to happen, like a Wrath of God or a Ruination or something. Mm -hmm. You want to get rid of that. You don't want to control it. So why do you throw away You went all the way to Ruination, eh? Yeah, all the way to Ruination. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like so it's just a really clunky card and it costs seven and it's so situational and it's sometimes a, it's a free counter spell, but but it only it counters a spell that you don't want to cast anyways. Exactly. Like at which if, point you just want force of will or counter spell two point Exactly. You just want any other counter spell. So many there's been so many times where I wished it was any other card in the deck. And so, it's the one thing on in the deck too, where if you draw it, you're like, oh, mm. Damn it. Commandeer, not going to be the card of the week. Definitely not. No, that's, I'm, I'm, I really want to cut that for something else. Um, and it's six fifty, like $6.50. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, so, I mean, it could lower my budget and my mana curve and have another, like, and simple and fun doesn't, card doesn't to get play. rid of the, uh, I guess, the non-existent card advantage that your deck is, because it's group hug drawing, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. 
because yeah, I mean that one's like if we're all drawing five a turn, sure it doesn't. The red one's good. It gives you an extra attack step. Yeah, that's, I like that's that way one. better. Fury yeah. of the Horde or whatever. Yeah, I like that one. Play Zada. Significantly better. Yep. Yeah. Um, and there was a what were the other day. There was a couple other cards that were kind of along the same line. Eye of the Storm is one of them. I think Eye ah, of the Storm. I is, have that one written down too. What yeah. is the deal? I love Eye of the Storm, and I put it in there just because it's kind of a mix the game up sort of fun card. Where Eye of the Storm, for those of you who are unaware, I'm Ryan will read bringing it. it up here. Another novel, jeez, another blue blue five enchantment. Now, bear with me on this one. Huh. Whenever a player plays a, whenever a player plays an instant or sorcery card, remove it from the game, exile it. Then that player copies each instant or sorcery card removed from the game with Eye of the Storm. From, oh, see, I can't even read it. For each copy, the player may play the copy without paying its mana cost. Just how about explain what it does instead of what it does? Like, give us an example. Okay, so I play Eye of the Storm. Yeah, it's an it's enchantment. It's an enchantment. It costs a bunch. Yeah, and then somebody plays Lightning Bolt. Lightning Bolt. Instead of them playing Lightning Bolt, you remove Lightning Bolt from the game onto Eye of the Storm. Yeah. Then you play Lightning Bolt. Okay. Later on in the game, somebody, somebody plays, plays... Incinerate. Incinerate. So they play Incinerate, remove it from the game, add it to Eye of the Storm, then they play Incinerate and Lightning Bolt. Ooh. Sounds spicy. Yes. So then I play Cackling Counterpart to make a creature... I'd make a token copy of another creature. Yep. But instead of just playing that, it gets removed from the game. You get Cackling Counterpart, I get and cackling, then Incinerate, and, and then, then Lightning, lightning bolt. bolt. And you can cast them in any order. They don't have to go in the order they were removed on, so you can mm. mix them up if you really need to. But As long as you can stack them in the right order that you yeah. need them to resolve yeah. in. And again, that's a big group hug kind of play, which is why it's I think I want to get rid of It's kind of a chaos card. I picked yeah. Lightning Bolt and Incinerate because those are red cards, and I feel like Eye of the Storm should be red, and it should be in a chaos deck, or like a Mizzix deck, or a Malak deck. Yeah. Some kind of Storm, or Instants and Sorcerers, or Cheaper dot deck. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. I like it. Yeah, I don't think I like it either. I played it the other day, and it was kind of funny. Like, we got a counter spell on it, and then people are countering their own stuff. Oh, that sounds terrible. And you know what I mean? Because you got to, like, like, ha, I put a counter spell on Eye of the Storm, and then they got to like, well, which one of those spells don't I want? Because I have to cast all of them. So yeah. you're going to lose one thing <laughs> yeah, every time, which right? Which one don't I want? Because counter spell is a dick. So it's, it is lots of fun, and it is chaotic, and it changes the face of the game, but I think it's off theme, so I want to get rid of it. And again, it's going to lower my curve and kind of give me more options to, to steal and kind of stay on my game plan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what were the other... There's two other cards uh, I wanted to talk about. Cryptoplasm. 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 Now let's read this one because it's a little bit easier than Eye of the Storm. Okay. Uh, blue, blue, one, shapeshifter. He's a 2-2. Two, two. Yep. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may have Cryptoplasm become a copy of another target creature. If you do, Cryptoplasm gains this ability. So you can change him every upkeep. He becomes something else if you want him to. Yes. Because it is a May. You could just leave him as a 2 2 that can change. Yeah. But you better make him a 10 10 that can change or a. Yeah. Why would you? Drastodon that? that can change, for example. Now, the reason I don't like this guy is situationally, he's pretty good, but he's so slow. Mm. Like he. You cast him, he doesn't do anything until your next upkeep. Exactly. And when you look at it like we were talking before, like before you play. um steal something. So you steal their guy, then they have to use a removal spell to get rid of their yeah. own guy. In this case, it's 
telegraphing what you're going to do. Yeah. Hey, look, I'm going to take your guy he next turn. He becomes a copy next turn, and your opponent doesn't lose what they're getting. Yes, yeah, right? so they either beat you with the thing that you were going to take. I guess it's it's worse clone, but it's one less mana. Yeah, but it, I don't know. He just, he never works, ever. Mm. He's another one of those cards where you draw it, and he doesn't immediately change the game. He doesn't immediately give you that satisfaction of, ha, this is the best thing in the game right now. Because mm -hmm. it all it does is either if it's late game, it draws a removal spell every time. Mm -hmm. And if it's early on in the game, there's nothing worth taking anyway. And I feel that there's better options at three or maybe two. Like I could put in a mana rock. Ooh, I don't play Sol Ring. I could yeah. switch that out for Sol Ring. Let's it makes the deck way move better. Move into that. Um, if we continue to go down once we've learned a little bit about how the deck plays, yeah. particularly what its weakness is and that it doesn't scale down because it's slow. Correct. Or as you had said, clunky with some of those high mana cost cards that might not have an immediate effect. Right. You play in a seven mana do nothing enchantment, right? Yeah. Like the, I mean, it may or may not actually do, it might actually do nothing. It might actually do nothing. And when your game is so focused and so powerful at the top end, I mean, that's just, it's it, not helping you. That yeah, it's a, it's yeah, it's a waste of seven. To do. So um, we talked about the huge value. We, no ramp. That's the note I have. Yeah. Even slower because you have to react to everything the opponent does. Yeah. Okay, so I'm on the play. You're on the draw. Um, sorry, vice versa. You're on the play. I'm on the draw. I go, like you play island, go. go. I play land, soul ring, go. You play island, go. Turn two of mine, I'm casting stuff. Yeah. Right, for four mana, right? Uh, or turn three for five mana. Your turn three rolls around. I've got five mana and stuff to beat ass with. Yeah. You don't have four land to steal or to cast control magic with yet. Exactly. It's it's just a little bit slow in that it reacts. And because it has to react, it's one turn slower than it would have normally been. So if you if you don't like where you're at with um, the three that we just talked about, yeah, Commandeer, which, Eye of the Storm, Cryptoplasm. There was another one, wasn't there? I thought there was another card. And I'm going to add to that list, I'm going to add um, Biting Tether. And I'll, we'll talk about Biting Tether. It is the enchant creature. You control enchanted creature for blue four. So it sounds like it's better than control magic. Right. But each upkeep, it gets a minus one, minus one counter. Yeah, it shrivels it up. Shrivels it. Yeah. Or withers it. Withers it. There withers we go. Withers it. <laughs> Shrivel. Shrivel. <laughs> That's not a word. That's not an ability. <laughs> no, not yet. Not yet, exactly. Um, biting Tether. Um, Isochron Scepter. Isochron Scepter is in there for Boomerang and Counterspell. Boomerang and Counterspell. Excellent targets for Isochron Scepter. Yep. But if you draw Isochron Scepter, what's the odds? Because you don't have any tutors of getting a Boomerang or a Counterspell. I do have a tutor. We're, we're doing yeah. a subtle deck yeah. tech on here. There's a tutor for the Scepter, though. Um, there is, there's there a, is a... Comes into play, find an artifact. Fabricate. Yep. So, I mean, I do have ways of finding... That yep. and very rarely does that come into play. And yep. I think that while it is kind of rare, it's consistent enough that I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to keep it in there just yep. for the odd chance that I get. And this is also a true story. I have Isochron Scepter with Boomerang on it, and I copy Artifact it and put a counter spell on it. Ooh, yeah, that's good. And that's that's four mana that you're gonna use yep. for freaking ever. You know what I like better than, and I know Boomerang is uh, blue blue return target permanent to its owner's hand, right? Yep. I like snap, blue one return target creature to its owner's hand, untap two lands. I do like that I as like, well. I like snap better than boomerang um, just because it's mostly it's creatures that you're trying to 
um, steel yes. or counter or counter and steel, I should say. And those are the things that you particularly want to bounce yeah. back. And if you can also untap lands, that's just more value than what Boomerang is providing. Correct. Particularly if we go to my next point, the high number of islands in the deck. Mm-hmm. And um, if you take some of the out and add utility lands like Mikokoro or Gaia Reach Sanitarium um, or... Well, Rogue's Passage. Maze of Aeth. Maze of Aeth, those non-island things. Right. Um, it does make Snap a little bit easier on the mana base than Boomerang being blue-blue. Yes. Because with a lot of utility lands, there isn't always a guarantee that you have blue-blue. Mm. Right? Which um, makes life hard. Now, I mean, you probably don't want to drop the island count too much yeah. because you do have double and triple blue or Quadruple blue stuff. things, yeah. And you do have uh, a little card that I forgot actually existed Flow of ideas, sorcery for blue five. Draw a card for each island you control. Ooh, Ooh I like that. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah, yeah. It's I've very seen the deck. Eager. I've seen this deck play out where there's like, and and you stack your islands very neatly. Uh, note to all the uh, newer players out there: yeah. if you do stack your cards neatly and in kind of a grid, it does make your board look smaller. Maybe it. Uh, it makes you look less threatening. Yep, maybe you get that's, targeted less. That's why I do it. That's maybe a, a case study that we should do. Yeah, we'll 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 run the gambler on the table. Maybe and ask yeah, people how they feel about that. Smaller board presence makes you look like less of a threat. If and I've fewer, seen your stack of islands before to the tune of nine, ten, eleven islands. Oh, they, big deal! You cast, you use six of them to draw ten cards, and then you still have, you know, four or five mana left over right. to to cast. The exactly. cards you just drew. Exactly. Or play another land. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I like that card for sure. Um, so we talked about Isochron Scepter. Yeah, could it stay? Could it go? It, it could go. It and, could come or it could go. Yeah. I mean, there are only a couple of targets for it. I think there's three targets for it right now in the deck as yep. a whole. There's only three things. Uh, there that can are go on. exactly only three things to imprint, is my note. Yep. Yep. Um, so maybe you could cut. Yeah, we could cut that for a rock of some sort, maybe. Yeah. Biting Tether, I said cut for Soul Ring. Um, Soul Ring is just so good. Biting Tether, I like. And I like Biting Tether because, again, you're swinging for the fences near the end of the game. The odds are somebody's going to have a just destroy enchantment spell and get their thing back. Whereas if I've Biting Tethered it, I've gotten some value yeah, out of it. And yeah. when they're getting it back, they're getting less value than I got. Yeah, exactly. And, or I'm thinking of kind of a next level kind of Biting Tether tech is... Uh, let's say you don't have a bounce spell to get rid of something or you didn't have a counter spell when they played something that you want dead. Even if you control it, you want it dead. You Biting Tether will eventually kill it. Yep. Biting Tether, tether is a form of crowd control. Yep. We go back to controlling the board state. Yeah. And meanwhile, you're getting value out of it. I suppose you could always block with whatever creature or, or swing in and expect that it gets blocked if you want something dead, but mm-hmm. sometimes attack triggers or block triggers happen and you don't yeah. want to do anything with the creature, right? Yeah. It give, it gives you more options. It gives you a... It's my least favorite steel card. Definitely. So if you yeah. ever feel like, ooh, gee, yeah, I don't know, I'm having, I'm sitting at the end of the game with two or three steel cards in my hand because I have too many or the games don't lend themselves to needing to steal that many things, right. Biting Tether, axe it. <laughs> Grease it, as you will. Yes. Um, the next one I thought of is Evacuation. Evacuation. Great card. Yep. Uh, blue, blue, three, instant, return all creatures to their owner's hand. Totally counterintuitive to what I'm doing. Uh, exactly. What I like better is uh, Cyclonic Rift. Because totally uh, intuitive to what you're doing. Yeah. You steal all of the opponent's creatures that you want, 
and whatever ones are left over, yeah, get rid of them. They get they get bounced, and you still keep everything that you have. Now, why am I playing Evacuation over Cyclonic Rift? I own zero Cyclonic Rifts. Oh, it's the number one card in all of blue. Mm-hmm. And I have zero of them. You should get them. I should. It's it's yeah. just they're not too expensive, but they're expensive mm, enough. Box, eh? Where I'm like, I can't buy them locally. I own lots of the cards that I want, so yep. making orders is tricky. They're sold out lots of places, so like you got to order from certain sites to get them. Um, so it's just one of those cards that's I just haven't got around to getting them. They're on my shopping list yeah, all the time. Since reprinted in uh, Modern Masters 17, it is down to just under four bucks. Yeah, so they used to be six or seven. It's yeah, so like 38 Canadian. Yeah. yeah. And if you want to foil one like I pulled the other day, nice. It's like seven thousand. Yeah, seven thousand dollars at least. Like five mortgage yeah. payments. Yeah. So I'm looking <laughs> at um, EDH rec here in the top cards, and bear with me, but I have another cut that I'm thinking about. I'm looking at no, Spellbook. Oh, yeah. Now, I oh, know like big, Spellbook, eh? big draw cards like uh, you've your... Um, Flow of Ideas. Flow of Ideas, Consecrated Sphinx, the um, Howling Mine, Font of Mythos, and that kind of stuff. Right. So you are going to have lots of cards in your hand. Kami. Kami yeah. the Crescent Moon draws you an extra card. Yep. Um, Born of Greed. Yeah, there's lots of things. Yeah. Thought Vessel, because you have no maximum hand size. Just like Spellbook says, you have no maximum hand size. True. Thought Vessel for two. Taps for mana. Taps for mana. And two mana is still lower on the curve than everything else that you want to play on turn two. Right? You're not going to cast a counter spell on turn two, so you don't need that two open mana on turn two. Right. Dump a Thought Vessel. You don't have to worry about it anymore. Plus, it accelerates you a turn. So on turn three... Heaven forbid you need to steal something with control magic on turn three. Yeah. You could do that. It's important. It's important. Yeah. So I like Thought Vessel, and I think it was only printed in Commander Products, mm-hmm. but I have a bunch of them if you need. We can, I, I do. We could yeah. hook a brother up, if you will. Yeah. I kind of like that that cut as well. I do like my spellbook only because... Because it, it pisses people, me goddamn off so much. so angry. Oh, yeah. I hate it. And it's foil, and it's super great. I do play a spellbook in one deck, but I hate myself. Every time I cast it, I'm thinking about taking it out, even though I play Ad Nauseum in the same deck, and I don't care if I take an extra damage if I put a one drop in there, because I hate <laughs> spellbook. It doesn't do anything. It gives you no maximum hand size. Play a Reliquary Tower. I do. I do. Shut up. I do play Reliquary Tower. <laughs> reliquary Tower. Okay, so there's... there's no um, maximum hand size. I that's guess, utility land. Of uh, the, yeah, that's our awesome segue to the lands section. Yeah. yeah. Um, we talked earlier today about Gaia Reach Sanitarium. Right. And Mikukoro, Center of the Sea. Correct. Two, tap, everybody draws a card. Yep. Group Huggy gives them more gas for you to steal. Yep. Um, gives you more gas to do the stealing. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we, what other utility lands could you play? Uh, we Let's, talked about, what's it called? Uh, Rogue's Passage. Love give, it. We talked about it last week. Yeah. Give our, give my dude that is your dude. Give your one pump chump that is now my one pump chump unblockable. Yep. Awesome. Cause corrupted conscience. Yep. Um, what else are we looking at here for, uh, utility lands? And this is kind of the reason why I don't play a lot of utility lands. Like I have a couple in there that are basically just there cause they're a joke. Like, uh, uh, Mirrodin's core. There's no reason for Mirrodin's core to be in there. But it's good. But it's y- good. You know what? And sack outlets are good, right? Mirrodin's if- core isn't a sack outlet. It's good. Actually, no. I remember why I put in Mirrodin's oh. core. And here is some next level shit. Check this out. You tap it, you put a counter on it. You oh, can tap yeah, it and yeah, remove yeah, it to get a core. mana of any color. So if I steal something that has a colored 
activation that I want to activate, oh, Mirrodin's yeah, core can do it. That is a sick play. I like that. Um, and I'm not losing out because I have so many islands. It's not going to put me off color. Ever. That's right. And you don't need to run like a Mana Confluence or um, City of Brass. Yeah. Which damages you when you take exactly. you tap it for colored, right? Yeah. I mean, sure, it, it's a little bit slow. I was thinking but... of Phyrexia's core. Yes, that is not. Sacrifice yeah. an artifact, gain a life on a land. Which is pretty good. It's good because, okay, one life or two life over the course of the game, big deal. But it's a sack outlet. So if um, you need something to hit the graveyard or destroy target enchantment, yep. give me my Terastodon back, I'll sack it to gain one life. No Terastodon for you. Oh, that's a gooder. Yes, it is. I like that. I like that too. Um, I also like, and this is just old school, like Tempest era mono blue control in me. You can appreciate this. Yes, I can. Stocking stones. I like stocking stones. Pay six, makes it a three, three. Yep. I have one of those. It's even foil. I have a foil stocking stones. They don't make it in foil. Yes, they do. How? Is it stocking stones? Maybe it was in. uh, It was only 10th edition. Yeah, 9th or 10th or something with the new board or different art. Different art, yeah. Play the old art. Don't but, be a pleb. But foil. I love foil. Foil, foil is, is good. If you look at this deck on tappedout.net, CCO podcast, um, I've got a lot of foil in here. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in the budget section. Yeah, this is one of my foiliest decks. But what about, um, okay, so Lonely Sandbar, Remote Isle, Halimar Depths, Teleria West. I'm just reading off like mono blue good land dot card, card. right? Um yeah. Just utility, right? They still give you blue. They come into play tapped. You can cycle them. You can search for something else. All these little subtle little, um, I'm looking at, what was the one I just saw? Uh, Besiju? Besiju? Besiju who who shelters shelters all. all. Pay two life. Your stuff can't be countered when you use that mana from that land. Super good card. Excellent card. Off budget, but you might might have it. I have a couple, yeah. You have a couple. Yep. It's good if you need to get that creature, if you need to get that steel spell. That one's a metagame decision, actually. Mm-hmm. I look at that lots and lots of my decks, and I don't play them. I have a couple, and I don't play them. And the reason I don't play them is because in our meta, there's like two decks that play counter spells mm. on a large Consistent scale. Consistent basis. Yeah, yeah that's so right. So it's just like, ah, I'll just yeah, keep the two. Right. I'll keep the two life and play yeah, anything Yeah, I hear else. that for sure. Yeah. Um, so and if then, you're building for your meta, that's definitely something to keep in mind. Yeah. But not for ours, because we don't play a lot of control-heavy decks. But Yeah. A lot of counter-heavy decks, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. We do play some Talked games. about my deck last week that had 12 Wraths in it, or a couple weeks ago that had right. 12 Wraths in it. Yeah. yeah. It's control. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, and then the other thing I was thinking of for lands were, like, you'd mentioned them before, uh, Maze of Ith, uh, Mystif- Mystifying Mystify Maze, and Strip Mine, Ghost Quarter, Tectonic Edge, Wasteland, just because those are kind of controly cards. Oh, you play a Gaia's Cradle, uh, strip mine, right? Keep them off their mana. But maybe if you're going, but you need their mana. If you're going the yeah. group hug and and you want them to have lots of mana to cast, going yeah. back to our buddy Terastodon, yeah, maybe yep. you do. Because you want them to get. You want that. You want that Ulamog to come into play. You want it to come into play. You want it to do yeah. something. Like, sure, it's going to blow up a thing. Maybe yeah. it won't be one of your things. But at the end of the day, you're going to have an indestructible eleven, eleven, annihilator, whatever. Yeah. And you want that. And you want that as suit. You want that on turn four. You want them to go, ha, Ulamog turn four. Thanks. That's how you want that to go. <laughs> yeah. It's the only deck where you're ever going to say that. And that's yep. awesome. Okay. So we talked about cuts. Um, Budget friendly options. If we're talking about cuts, you got a Jenga Taxis in here. That was the other card I was thinking that about. That was it. Cutting. Yeah, that's right. And it's foil. Yeah. I have a foil Jenga Taxis. Jenga Taxis costs 10. Oh, and he is such a dick. And he's. 
he's kind of counter to the deck and its philosophy where now your opponent has nothing to play. I mean, it makes it so they can't sandbag their stuff, I guess. Yeah. But we play in a meta again with lots of spellbook effects, lots of reliquary towers. So it doesn't matter that their maximum hand size is reduced by seven because they don't have one. Yeah. And it's just, he's clunky. He costs 10. It doesn't matter that he has flash. He dies every time you play him. And your foil one's adding $32 to the price of the deck. Correct. When we're trying to promote building budget or alternative. Yeah. Or spicy, if you will. Yeah, we're thinking alternative ways of doing things. So I think he's a for sure cut. I would love to cut him for a Sol Ring, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, just the opposite end of the spectrum, right? Yeah, just get out of here. Yeah. Sol Ring. Yeah. And I think the reason I didn't put a Sol Ring in here initially, I think, is because I didn't have any extra ones. And I have a few more now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just I didn't have one lying around. You know, because you've had the deck for a long time. Maybe there wasn't an echelon or a plethora of extra commander product just yeah, hanging around your house. Yeah, because right? I built this one before when it was still EDH and not commander Ooh, and magic and wizards like weren't six supporting or seven it. Seven years ago. Yes, yeah, so this is a this is an this older is a work in progress. Yeah, this is one that I've had for. I've been tuning Season. this one and. Yeah. Working on it. And it's fun every time. I love this deck. Yeah. If you can't tell by the tone of my voice, I love this it's deck. It's a fun, fun deck to, to play against for sure. Mm. Um and then we're talking about non-foils, right? Yeah, um, there's a like I said, there's a ton of foiling in this deck. Tapped out has a the ton. deck at uh, 326 bucks, but that's because there's like 60 foils in here. I'm yeah. sure all the land are foil as well, right? Yeah, all of the non-basic all of the basics are foiled and so, most so, of the non-basics as well. So what do we think here? Um 360 bucks. What could you build this deck for if there was no budget, no Jenga taxes? Um, 150? Oh, probably, yeah. 150 like, bucks? Everything here is super cheap and easy to find. Like, there's yeah, nothing... some, some of it is a little bit older that you weren't, you, you yeah. won't specifically be able to find it. You have to order it, but nothing's going to be out of stock. There right? were a couple of cards, actually. There's one clone in here that is like, she was super expensive. Oh, there she is, Vesuvian Doppelganger. Um, or not Vesuvian, the other one. Shapeshifter? Yeah. No. Uh, I have no idea. They're the same thing. And then the other one I think is, was she 81 or 6 something? There's a couple of cards in there that were surprisingly, I think Steel Artifact or something was only printed in Revised or Steel Enchantment or something, and they're a few dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they're critical it looks like to the everything is kind of a few bucks, right? Yeah, like the Kiga deck is, the Tide Star. And yeah, it, like... They kind of top out maybe at ten dollars for the cards you need, and a lot can, of the staply stuff. We can organize is, it according to price here. If we're talking about the budget of the deck, uh, let's see here. Less than two bucks, even in foil, you have sixty-six cards that are less than two bucks. That's pretty good. There it is. Uh, Sixteen between five and twenty, and Jenga taxis and sculpting steel foil is thirty bucks. But really? again, that just speaks to how much more the deck costs in foil. I bet you it's less than Yeah, 10. sculpting. There's no way sculpting yeah. steel is 30 And then bucks. you've got 15 at that 2 to 5 range. So if you're going from 0 to $5, you've got uh, 81 cards. Then the nice. the, ma- the vast majority of the rest of the deck yeah. is... And that will go down significantly, again, with the defoiling process. Yeah. Like once you take some foils out, you're going to see a lot of that stuff drop down under 2 bucks. Yeah. I guarantee. Like there's no way Aeon Chronicler is worth more than 2 bucks as a not foil. That yep. card isn't really great. No. He's in here as a card advantage card, and that's it. Yep. So let's talk about Spice Calculator because we are running a little bit short on time. Look at me. I'm doing your job. Yeah. Um, the couple parameters we're looking at. Okay, popularity. On EDH Rec, there is 130 lists. Uh, 
Not very many. Yeah, it's not, pretty no. good. Yes, yeah, it's, it's all right. Pretty good. We're gonna we're yet to pick somebody that has zero list, but we're gonna do it. We are gonna do it. Uh, average converted mana cost. This speaks to the clunkiness, and we talked about taking some of those seven and ten, eight and ten drops yeah, out. Right. That's going down. That's gonna be below four. Four thirty four currently. Critical yeah. turn. Max it out at five because yeah. you are reacting to the best thing that they're doing. Exactly, which can um, sometimes take a while. Yep. Optimal game size. Same it scales thing. up nice. Yeah. You want more things to steal with more opponents. Yeah, you wanna you wanna bust this out late in the evening when everybody's like they're pissed off, they're playing their big <laughs> stupid decks, they're kinda drunk. There's five of them. Yeah. And now you're playing every big heavy hitting creature that's ever lived. Yeah. So optimal game size, six. Uniqueness rating, excellent. There are in this deck from the average drawyourdeck.commy dot whatever. Not deck. 41 different cards in your deck. That's excellent. That's very So good. that gives us a spice rating of 63.8. That's the higher level of where you want to be because yeah, the deck that, still functions the way that it's supposed yeah, to. Yeah, it's which very I really good. Like. And I guess the um, the other kind of subtle things is we've got card draw spells, 10. Targeted removal if you're counting stealing, bouncing, and countering. 21 things that target. That's Boom. excellent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mass removal, stealing or bouncing. You've got three of those. Yep. That's good. Um, mana rocks and dorks. That's why I think where it's lacking. Yeah. Right? And that's probably where those cuts are going to be yep. made and for what. Yeah, that's exactly it. So the last thing, and we forgot to do it last week, okay. um, milk list matches. The milk oh. list, the most common cards played per color. And we are playing mono blue. Yeah. So... Let's see how many of these cards you play. Let's do it. The zero drop slot. <clears throat> Everflowing Chalice. Nope. Don't play it. Soul Ring. Nope. Cyclonic it, Rift. Nope. Mm, Blue Sun Zenith. Nope. Thran Dynamo. Nope. Gilded Lotus. Nope. Cage Sun. Yes. Got one. Got one. Milkless match of one thus far, all the way up to the six drop slot it took. Scourge of the Fleets. I do play that as well. Scourge of the Fleets. Let's read him real quick because I actually really like that card. Uh, creature Scourge. Scourge of the Fleets, blue, blue, five, another seven drop. Yeah. Ooh. But he's so good. Read re- what he does. Six, six, Kraken. When Scourge of the Fleets enters the battlefield, return target creature your opponent controls with toughness X or less to that owner's hand. Not target. En- Is it target? Each. Oh, man. Yeah, no. Yeah, Re- there's no target. When he enters the battlefield, return each creature your opponent's control with toughness X or less to their owner's hand where X is the number of islands you control. Oh, sick. That works good with my mono island land base. Oh, yeah. Mono island dot land base dot deck. Yeah. That's like a, that's like a cyclonic rift with a 6-6 six, six body attack. With a 6-6 six, six upside, yeah. Oh, it costs a little more, but it's sick. a fun card. I like him lots. So you're playing him. That's yep. Melkless match of two all the way up at the seven drop slot. And then I think everything else um, is only there because Storm it's Tide Leviathan, Inkwell yeah, Leviathan, no. No. Omniscience, no. Ulamog, no. Blightsteel, no. Emrakul. No. <laughs> Blink Moth Infusion. Terrible. Unt- blue, blue, 12. Untap all artifacts. Yeah. Affinity for artifacts. Yeah. Emrakul, Draco, Island. Yes, I you, do play Island. You're, you're playing two if you yeah. don't count Island. So Milk List, good. Yeah. Excellent. So as far as spicy goes, I think that this might be not the best, obviously, but I think it's it's in the middle. It's right where you want to be. I think it's where. Yeah, I think it's yeah. great. And I mean, if we don't, if we try not to count Surak from a few weeks ago because he's kind of a work in progress yeah, he's a, and he's he's a dumpster fire. Kind he's of. a dumpster fire. Let's let's tweak him as we go. Maybe we'll come back to him in a few weeks and say, hey, have have we made we fixed any tweaks? Him up a little let's bit, yeah. let's see let's see where he's at. Yeah. 
Yeah. Maybe we'll come back to this one and see if there's going to be any artifact see adjustments. If, or see what if there's have some you, changes because right? they're always printing new clones, and that's something I really like. Clones are fun, and they print them with flavor. Like there's probably there might be a mummy clone that comes out where it puts it into play, and it's except uh, it's a it's a token, but it's going to be white yeah, and a mummy yeah. or a zombie or whatever. Those things come out all the time, so yep. this deck is always evolving, and it's easy to get yep. cards for because nobody plays clones, so you can get foils of them for sixty cents. It's so good. It's so fun. Yeah. I think we have to move on to card of the week. Card of the week. And I have it loaded up, and it is... Corrupted Conscience. Oh, yeah. We love this card. It's excellent. Blue, blue, three. You control Enchanted Creature. Enchanted Creature has Infect. It's so good. It turns their already probably really great guy into the end of their motherfucking life. Yeah. And it's going to cost you, like... 30 cents, 28 cents right now. If you want to foil one, it is going to cost you $1.67, yeah. which and is like 48 Canadian. Yeah, um, which is high for us Canadians, but for everybody else listening down in, down there in America, just go and ask somebody for this. I'll bet you the, stop, the shopkeeper will throw it in when you buy something else. Oh, Can man. I buy a pack and you give me a corrupted conscience? Absolutely. And then you go back and it crush wholesale ass with it the next week. Yeah, Mirrodin uh, Besieged yep. is where that's from. It's a super great card. Yeah. You know what else is super great? Ryan's news. He's going to have a little Ryan or a little Rebecca oh, running yeah, around. Oh, yeah, little plaid diapers. Yeah, that's so great. Super I'm wearing exciting. plaid right now. <laughs> that's super excellent. What else is super excellent? Our show, episode six in the books. And I changed my mind because I want to make sure that we we do this right and I, I legit get a random Twitter retweeter. Yep. And I'm going to put that out there. We're going to announce it on our next recording. And So anybody who's listening right now, you got another week. To get in for that. Yeah. I don't want to drag it out because it's not like it's some huge sweepstakes yeah. or nothing. But but it could be. The cards we've been talking about you I, sending out I are want, all good. Uh, I want to give everybody an opportunity and maybe I'll just post it on Twitter that, hey, Joe Blow won or whoever. Yeah. And uh, the and next that, time. We'll do it on the show. And then the next time yeah. on the show, we're going to say, hey, yeah, this guy won. Send yeah. us your address or this person won. Yeah, you want a you custom one-of-a-kind brainstorm that only exists in your hand and your deck? There you go. Retweet the show. It's going to be great. But we'll leave you to do that. We're going to take off. We're going to have a good night. We're going to drink some beers. We're going to have some fun. Congratulations again, Ryan. And my really good tequila that my mom brought me from Mexico. Oh, Celebration tequila. That's what we'll call it. Arriba. Yes. (laughs) We will see you next time on Commander Cookout Podcast. Play that theme song.